the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. Hey, everybody. Chris Carlson. Welcome to this edition of the DI Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. And Mike, I want to kind of switch it up on you today. I'm, instead of talking about the weather, I want you to talk about your recent accident. <laughs> Again, how many times, Chris, of course, recent accident. I think that's called a setup. First, I woke up this morning. I have to do 20 seconds of weather. It's not weather. We have raging fires in the West so bad that my truck, who's sitting outside right now in my garage because my garage is full of things, that's a story in and of itself, but it's getting better, full of ash, ash completely covered. I was 1978 or 9 or whatever, St. Helens Blue. I was living in Bozeman, Montana, and I remember school shutting down in Montana State because of the ash from the eruption, Chris. I got to tell you, it's not that bad. The week I, I woke up this morning to take my kids to school with ash all over my car. That's what we've got going on here. So we've got weather quality day. Accident. Oh, yeah. Things happen. I guess you've heard me say, again, I'll say this a thousand. I don't have the crystal ball. Last night I went to the debates. We moved to a friend's house, watched it. We all just watched it in awe. Uh, enough said. Came home. My wonderful wife, Kate, wasn't feeling well. She'd already been in bed. Kids are just starting to get to bed around 9.15. I'm trying to be really quiet, Chris. And uh, walk through my house with no lights on because I've walked through my house a million times. Hence, I forgot that we're in a full remodel, so some things have been moved around. Needless to say, I walked out of the bedroom, full charged into a coffee table. Fortunately, my knee got in the way of the coffee table, so the coffee table didn't get hurt a bit. But I did, about one inch below my kneecap, slice my beautiful knee, which has already got multiple scars on it, to the bone, found myself, my daughter, who's 12, because my spouse doesn't feel well as honestly, taking me to urgent care, I drove. I told her she had to drive, but she didn't. Um, she doesn't know how to drive, by the way. So I said, we need to go to urgent care. So my last night was busting my knee open all the way to the bone, going to urgent care for about an hour and 20 minutes, which is kind of interesting, um, at 10, 15 at night, to receive 10 old school real stitches to get it closed in my knee. So when people tell me it ain't ever going to happen to me, Watch out for coffee tables. That's all I got to say, Chris. Watch out for coffee. No, but I am not playing golf for a week, I can tell you that, or going fishing. Does does one of your DI policies have a non-disabling injury, treatment of injury provision you can collect on? So funny you should ask. Actually, I have a private life and accident policy that's never been left since 1988, and I'm pretty sure – I used to call this get sick, get 600. Meaning <laughs> <laughs> – Meaning uh, non-disabling injury for those of you. And there are carriers that still have this to this day at, at some level. I think there's one carrier, maybe two, Chris, but there's a lot that's still out there. That if you have something like this happen and you don't go on claim, but you bring your medical bills in, you can get reimbursed up to a certain amount. In my case, I still have my policy about $600. I think I have to send it to Unum. It might be a while before I get the check because nobody's probably seen one of these in a while. But well, I still have a policy in force, so yeah. You know what? You just reminded me of this because I, like so many people, forgot that that provision existed in my contract. So I guess my 10 stitches are free. 
<laughs> Thanks for reminding me, Chris. That's awesome. Forgot I had it because I still have a provident policy and a principal policy after all these years. So that's a, that's a good reminder. Thank you very much. That was a, that was a $600 have, idea. I do have it. And I used to call it get sick, get 600, meaning you got to, if you got a cut, because it had to be an accident, right? Only an accident. Can't have a cold or flu. But ripping yourself open, it's called non-disabling injury. They will pay me for not going on claim. That's interesting. Well, that's good. Well, well, Mike, in today's episode, I want to talk about something that is near and dear to our heart, and not only in the insurance world, but just in our economy, and that's the small business owner. And we certainly, they have been in the news a lot uh, this year because of the challenges of, of COVID-19. But when we kind of narrow it down into disability insurance and the importance of the business owner protecting his or her business, as opposed to the family, what are your thoughts about what advisors should be thinking today about working with small business owners? Chris, one of the things that I've noticed in the last 30 days, I, I live on, obviously I live in Denver, but you know, Resurgence Street over time is, is Broadway. It's a very long street, Colfax. Those of you that know Denver know the streets I'm talking about. That's not the point. They're just loaded with small businesses. That's all they are. You know, maybe a Chick-fil-A popped in franchise-wise, but mostly up and down the street for blocks and blocks and blocks. It's locally owned small businesses. As I saw things go out of business, out of business, in April and May and even June, I'm now seeing in August, September, now we're heading towards October, I'm seeing the for lease signs come down and new businesses starting to open. So my point here in the world of business is the world will continue to adapt. I think Clint Eastwood said this in the movie once, adapt, improvise, and overcome. Stole the line. Anyway, that's what I'm seeing happen is people are starting to go back to work or they're doing their own thing. You know, they said that this gig economy, Chris, which is interesting to say the least, and I, I think our carriers out there that listen to us need to focus on this. The gig economy has grown, I think, by 20%, two and a half, three million people figured out when they were unemployed how to pay their bills. That's what's happening again, which means it's the start of small business. There will be a resurgence of small business. People that lost a corporate job may decide not to go back ever, Chris and say, you know what, I didn't have time to wait. Um, you know, that's the ingenuity and the work ethic of, you know, this great place where we live called America. People pick it up by the bootstraps, as they say, and they go to work. Small businesses know nothing about what we're about to talk about. And I'm talking the one to two to three to five. Well, let's make a small business. Just make it easy. Let's say under 10 lives for sure. The world of income protection for them could never be more important. And I say that because the only reason they're working to generate an income, Chris, is for what? We never get completely away from this. What's it for? Uh, generate income, make profit, and pay bills. And what are bills? Money going out. Money going out. And money goes out two places. Again, always goes to the family and always goes to your business to operate. And you know, hopefully your business, you know what, brings in more than you pay at the office for a reason, right? Or your business. Because what's left over is yours. And yours has places to go to. So, or as well. So it never, ever changes. For anybody that has a small business, the quicker you can get into the world of income protection and understand what it is. And I think you're best as an advisor out there to call it the salary continuation plan. I would say risk protection package 
when I'm talking to, I call it the house. And I say that a lot because it's easy to understand with property casualty. The same is true for a business owner because a business owner is a, is, is a homeowner and a business owner. So the two, you know, are not diametrically opposed. They run in concert with one another. But I like to say, you know what? Easiest thing that I can give anybody today, the simplest sales idea that I can possibly think of is two. One, whether you're a brand new business owner, because we can figure out how to get you coverage as a new business owner. There are very ingenious BGAs, RVPs, and various industrious disability experts out there that represent all the carriers that exist that can help you make this happen. But the first thing is, is your salary continuation plan. And I don't care about your entity. We used to talk about entity. Remember, Chris, whether you're an S-Corp, C-Corp, forget that. I don't care what your entity is. You know what? Is your salary continuation plan up to date? Because the answer is, I don't have one. I've only been in my business for one year. The answer is, I don't know what you're talking about. Or the answer is, um, I'm not sure. 95% of the time, Chris, would you say that's fair? Exactly. And all we're talking about is, well, you're in this business for a reason. You're in this business to make sure that, you know what, your monthly expenses in your business do not exceed what your gross income is from the business, gross revenue. That means you want leftover. Leftover is what you do with, is what you work so hard for is the leftover. But what you want to do is not only protect that, but you want to protect the expenses going out every month and run your business and everything else. So let's spend a couple minutes on just today talking, Chris, and I won't do all the talking here. I apologize. About the various products. So salary continuation, Chris, goes nothing more than, let's say, you and I are partners. You and I need to have a salary continuation plan for each other to make sure that in the event we get hurt or sick and we can't go to work, that we both get paid. And I think you would agree with that. And what most people say is, we'll always figure it out. And, Chris, what happens when somebody gets hurt or sick in a business and it's just you and I as partners? And I call you and say, Chris, I I didn't get stitches last night, 10 stitches. Chris, I got some really bad news and it looks like I'm not probably going back to work ever, partner. Does the dynamic between us change at that very second? Changes dramatically because now what I'm going to have to do is work twice as hard for half as much to make sure that you got yours. And what do I think other than Chris? I'll just speak for myself. I started this business with you. What are you talking about? I thought we were partners. Yeah, here we go. As I always say, blood's thicker than water, right? So I, you know, my family still needs to get paid. In the event I get hurt or sick, Chris, I thought we were partners. And I would say that over and over and over again if I was hurt or sick. How do we avoid all this is we don't know what the future looks like, which we always talk about. So we solve the problem now. We figure out how to solve that problem and integrate it into our monthly expenses, which is key. So here's what you do. Salary continuation plans are current up to date. We need to review that and we need to figure out a way that the company can take care of paying for it. How it's paid for and whether it's deductible, Chris, is not the point here is we'll figure out as part of the expenses between you and me that every we have to pay the rent, we have to pay the utilities, we have to pay our drivers. Let's just say we have a company that has a couple of drivers. We have to pay our inventory. Let's say that we sell durable goods. We have to pay everything. We also have to pay, we already pay some kind of E&O, fair? We already pay some kind of um, commercial insurance for whether we own the building, cost of property casualty insurance, our vehicles, everything has to be true. You've got to figure out how to put the expense of that of, of income protection or, as I say, salary continuation plan into the cost of doing that and tell people you can help them figure out how to do it. And then the answer is really easy, Chris. And then we've got various other products that we need to look at from a business owner perspective. 
There's buy sell, and we don't need to. I just want to let you know the the litany of products available. Buy sell, key person, Chris. Let me know if I forget one. Business overhead expense. They're key to the survival of the business and can be. Number two today, salary continuation plan, current and up to date. Question one. Question two. Been in this business for two years. How's it going? Oh, we're doing all right. You know what? We're showing profit. We're doing good. So let me ask you a really easy question, Chris. What do you think your business is worth? Probably worth about $750,000. Do you know that for a fact? Uh, just kind of guessing. Would you like to know what your business is worth? Sure. If I could get you a valuation at no cost to you for your business to figure out what we've really got here, would you be interested in doing that? I, I'd love that as long as it doesn't cost me anything. Chris, what... Where can you and I as brokers go to make that happen? There's several different places, but there's insurance carriers who are willing to do that as kind of a, hopefully an entree to them selling either life or disability insurance. Correct. There are carriers out there. I worked with principal for years, as everybody knows, so I will plug that today. They have an entire system built, which is not an algorithm. It's people, CPAs, attorneys that do nothing but value businesses and write-by-sell agreements. So a business owner can get a really good feel, he or she, on what they have at risk. Because if you don't see the big picture and you're just bringing in money, money's going out, at the end of the day, you may think it's worth seven fifty, and unfortunately, it may be worth only three. But Chris, I've seen the opposite happen, where you think your business is worth seven hundred grand and it's worth $3.4 million. So that's another way to say, would you be interested in figuring out much more accurately what your business is worth? All you have to do is if you have a year or two years of P&Ls, we can make this happen. I can get it done for you in less than 20 days, 21 days. And then we can come back and sit down and start to discuss where we find the money for salary continuation plans. But I think we need to know what the value is or isn't, but what the value of this business is before we can do anything. Would you agree? Yeah, Mike, I agree. And what I really like about your two ideas is their concepts and ideas it's not about product. It's about their business and what would happen if before we even get into making product recommendations because, you know, one of the weaknesses that advisors have is they rush to a product and start explaining the product and why somebody needs it as opposed to taking a step back and doing a great job of asking questions like you demonstrated. Chris, we've got all these things out there, and I always try to use the simplest analogies in the world. We've had the blue book around for 100 years, which is in relationship to cars, right? And we have car effects and we have all these places to figure out the value of a car. There's a reason to figure out the value of a used car because otherwise I might pay, you know, $35,000 for a used car that I could have got the same one brand new. So my point is, is you need to know what the value is of something before you write the check, before you pay for anything. If you're paying yourself 12 grand a month and you decide you need $1,000 of disability insurance, Chris, as your salary continuation plan, I think you might have missed the mark. Would you agree? There's a little gap there. Yep. And that's, what our goal this morning is, is to figure out easy ways to avoid it. Chris, you and I can help anybody, and so can all the experts out there say, ask one of these two questions, depending on your comfort zone. Would you like to know the value of your business? Boom, boom, boom. We've already done that and gone forward. Or number two is, is your salary continuation plan current and up to date? It's no different than you substituting the words for a family risk protection package. And you could say that to a business owner too, just try to give you a different spin on the exact same conversation. You know, Mike, I, I really love that. And we've talked about on our episodes about the ability to ask great questions puts you so much further ahead than if you try to go in there just talking product, 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 get into the weeds 
and many times just lose the attention of, of the prospect or the client. Chris, I will end today with the same thing you've heard me say on 20 podcasts. If you want to tell me what's on the third page of your homeowner's policy, I'll go deep. But until I understand why I need the homeowner's policy, there's no reason to talk to me about what's in it. That's exactly right. Well, Mike, those are uh, two two great questions to ask, some great concepts, and I'm, uh, I'm especially impressed the fact that you did it after spending some time in an urgent care late last night to fix that wound, if you will. But Again, the, the bonus on today's episode, I reminded you about that treatment of injuries provision. So you're going to get a little bonus check in the mail. Chris, that's awesome. And the urgent care people said this. <laughs> I got in there at 10.15 last night. They said, you know what? Only the cool stuff happens after 10.15. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I'll let you go. Enjoy the rest of your week, my friend. Mike, great talking to you. Thank you.